I'm delighted to be joined today by Sadie Rainey, co-founder and COO at Strix Leviathan. Sadie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the BitMEX news um, from last week. Um, there's been a flurry of news coming out um, related to this. Can you give us your view on what's happening? Sure. BitMEX is one of the, or if not the largest derivatives trading platform for cryptocurrency. And last week, there were simultaneous actions filed against them by both the Department of Justice in the United States and the Commodities Futures Trading Commission in the United States. Mm-hmm. And basically, the Department of Justice is um, working off the premise that BitMEX knowingly and willingly solicited U.S. investors to use their platform and that in doing so, they became a futures commission merchant and would be subject to the Bank Secrecy Act and therefore would have a number of different money laundering requirements that they would have to follow and they didn't, which then leads to the second charge, which is that they not only didn't comply, but they knowingly and willingly tried to subvert those regulations. So these are both criminal charges. Um, They're charged against four of the executives of BitMEX and if convicted, each of them carries five years. And then on top of that, the CFTC filed civil actions, civil enforcement actions against BitMEX for failure to register as a, tra- as a trading platform, again, based on the premise that they have U.S. investors that they solicited and knowingly serviced. And um, from there, there's various violations of the CFTC regulations. Um, and the penalties for that are, are financial and, and completely unknown, but very likely could be quite high. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So how has this impacted uh, the markets themselves? How is the market reacting to this news? You know, as with everything, it seems there are bull and bear narratives popping up uh, having to do with this. But what we're seeing reports of happening are that uh, upwards of 50,000 BTC has now been pulled off of BitMEX, which is notionally around a half billion dollars U.S., and the open futures positions are down 50% from a reported high just about a month ago in early September. So on the flip side, we're also hearing um, reporting that there's a record number of new BTC wallets being opened. So one might think that BTC is leaving BitMEX, but people aren't leaving BTC because of this. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a number of things on Twitter where, you know, people are commenting that, this is obviously big news, but yet, you know, the Bitcoin price has not, uh, you know, been materially impacted, right? Um, So from your perspective, is this something that was unexpected? No, it's not a surprise from our standpoint. When we started the company three years ago, there was very little uh, regulation that applied to digital assets. So, you know, some people took that to mean you could just do whatever you wanted and only worry about it when there was regulation. And we took the opposite attack along with a number of other people. And we looked at why regulations were out there, how they would apply to what we were doing, and then work from there. You know, we, we were really excited about this industry. We want to be in it for the long term. And we just knew that the rise of the regulatory regime was inevitable. Um, I think that's actually one of the biggest issues for non-U.S. companies is that they think that you're, they're not based in the U.S., so they're not subject to U.S. rules. But the U.S. definitely disagrees with you if you have uh, U.S. customers that are using your, your platform or your product. 
Um, and they don't even have to have regulations specifically related to what you do, such as digital assets. And we mm -hmm. saw with the case of Satoshi Dice, uh, which is a was a betting platform, um, online betting platform you could bet in BTC. And at the time there was no regulations against online gaming. There was nothing saying that Bitcoin was a security. And in 2013, at the advice of council, Satoshi Dice blocked all US IPs, but by that point they'd already had $400 million transacted through their, their website. Mm -hmm. And the SEC fined them and went after them for securities violations, which um, leads to kind of another issue with our, our industry is that regulators can double down on you. They can penalize you for not registering, but then they can also penalize you for violating the regulations that apply to the registration that you didn't get. Mm -hmm. So, and it, and it doesn't even have to be um, digital asset specific again. Um, they can decide that retroactively, which is, is really hard um, from our standpoint. A uh, regulator tomorrow could decide that a specific coin is a specific uh, thing that applies to a regulation that we've now violated and you can be fined for doing training it yesterday or last week or last year so it's it's really hard it stifles innovation in this space quite a bit so uh sadie how do you think that this might impact the crypto space going forward uh, do you think that uh, other people will be deterred from either entering the space or from trying to skirt regulations going forward you know, I hope it doesn't uh, deter people from entering the space, and but I do think it will deter some people that are considering skirting the regulations in similar ways. But overall, this is not going to deter people in general in the financial markets because this isn't a new um, occurrence and it's definitely not specific to crypto. Just two days before the BitMEX announcement, the Department of Justice and the CFTC also issued uh, parallel actions against JP Morgan Chase and a number of their affiliates for fraudulently engaging in manipulative trading of US securities, mm. which Morgan admitted to. And the fines for that are over $900 million US combined, and they're going to receive a three year deferred prosecution agreement. So that's a 200 year old household name in traditional um, markets. So, you know, I, I don't think it's it's new to crypto. Um, and unfortunately, I think it'll just continue because the regulators are always going to regulate. Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> you mentioned the deferred prosecution agreement. Um, that's something that happens, you know, quite often with banks, large companies that, you know, some would argue are too big to fail. How do you think this BitMEX case might resolve? Uh, the BitMEX case, well, I think that really is going to heavily depend on what BitMEX was doing behind the scenes to validate their money laundering um, or to, to ensure that they had no money laundering happening on their on their platform. You know, having a, a policy that says you can't have U.S. customers is definitely not enough. And, you know, even if you have a terms and conditions that the investor signs that says they're not a U.S. citizen, that still doesn't cover you. The regulators put the onus on the company. So it really is going to depend on what BitMEX was doing behind the scenes. But whatever happens, it's going to take a long time, I think. If, if the New York Attorney General case against Bitfinex is any example, they'll spend the first two years just arguing about jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. uh, and then from then on, they'll have to prove what they're, they're accusing BitMEX of doing. And that could take a number of years unless there's a smoking gun somewhere that we don't know about. Okay.
Well, Sadie, thanks so much for joining us today and providing some color and context around this story. We'll be watching it both closely and uh, we'll, we'll have you back um, in a few weeks and we can check in again. Great. Nice talking to you. Nice talking to you.